0: What's up, everybody? It's about that time again. I'm your host, Athena, and you are going to hear another episode of Vanished in the Valley. First thing I wanted to talk about today is like the all-out attack on QAnon. They're being attacked in the media and social media like Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. They are just straight up banning accounts, closing them down and not really giving much explanation. The accounts don't have to be inciting violence. They don't have to be making threats. Just simple, you know, an admission that you are QAnon. And they're shutting down the groups and blocking them on Instagram, cutting them off on Twitter. They're purging like hundreds and thousands of accounts, you guys. And I'm just like, why? What the actual fuck? These people aren't being violent. They've never hurt anyone. They have no terrorist attacks behind their belts. Yet, for some reason, the media has designated them like public enemy number two after fucking Trump. Is it because they support Trump? I mean, I don't know. I do see a lot of people accusing these social media sites of kind of like a bias because they're super liberal. And it seems, or people think it seems, that... Most of the stuff they're banning or shadow banning are conservative type people. That whole Hunter biting, smoking meth, and banging prostitutes story. I know like for sure Twitter even admitted to trying to sew the story down. And they actually blocked New York Times uh, reporter. They blocked a couple of White House people. Just some fucking unprecedented shit is going on with this uh, whole tech thing. It's like, it's crazy because Americans get 80% of their information online. They get it from Google. And if Google is censoring or using algorithms to kind of direct you in certain ways, that's super fucked up. And I think the public needs to know about that. I mean, I would want to know if my information was being filtered in a particular way to kind of meet a certain agenda. I know my Instagram account was shadow banned. I was, on, I was on restriction for like a week because God forbid I post some fucking science about the Kabobo 19. They really didn't like that. I think I got out of Instagram jail today because today it seems like all my numbers have jumped back up to where they were pre ban. But it wasn't like I wasn't even being fucking crazy. I was literally, like, putting screenshots of either CDC information or, like, a news story. It was nothing insane. So, I don't know, guys. Just fucking be on the lookout. And my whole philosophy on this kind of stuff is if they're gonna go for one group that's nonviolent, what's them to stop them from going to the next group? And then next group. Just people that disagree with them. And censorship is fucking bullshit. It's, it's, I don't know guys, I kind of feel like there's just this whole stream of propaganda coming, and I get it, the whole stupid ass elections are going on, cannot wait for that bullshit to be over, but it just seems like every year this kind of shit is getting worse, and it's gonna keep happening. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, they kind of have a monopoly on social media. I know Bitchute is around and it's kind of like an alternative for people that want to see uncensored stuff or quote-unquote conspiracy theory information. But Bitchute's nowhere near as big as YouTube. And I heard they recently got bought out. So is it like just a matter of time before they start censoring shit similar to YouTube? Who knows? But I guess we'll see. One of the channels that was uh, canceled or removed by YouTube is called Mouthy Buddha and this is a message they left on Twitter. Less than 24 hours after I announced the October 26th drop of our new video exposing a massive pedophile network online, YouTube cancels their channel. So this is what they say YouTube are you protecting pedophiles? Why was my channel actually and that's in quotes removed then hashtag answer us pedotube so nothing's really responded at this point from youtube i highly doubt they will get a response but that is kind of fucking fishy they say they're about to drop something about some pedophiles and youtube does what youtube does you know and cancels it and no explanation has been given They haven't, you know, violated some rules or terms of use or anything. They, I don't know. I don't know what sort of I I don't know what their checklist is at this point for canceling channels. Um, Because I don't believe anywhere in that that page does anywhere mouthy Buddha, they don't say anything about being QAnon. So it's almost like they're trying to drive all the QAnon people underground. And just so you guys know, let's do a little breakdown of Anonymous versus QAnon. Okay, so let's start with Anonymous. So according to Wikipedia, Anonymous is a decentralized international activist-hacktivist collective-slash-movement that is widely known for its various cyber attacks against several governments, government institutions, and government agencies corporations, and the Church of Scientology. They originated in 2003 on the image board 4chan, representing the concept of many online and offline community users simultaneously existing as an anarchic digitalized global brain. Anonymous members, known as Anons, can be distinguished in public by wearing the Guy Fox mask in the style portrayed in the graphic novel and film V for Vendetta. I never actually saw that movie. Heard it was good. Whatever. However, this may not always be the case, as some of the collective prefer to instead cover their face without using the well-known mask as a disguise. Seminons also opt to mask their voices through voice changers or text-to-speech programs. So. In its early form, the concept was adopted by a decentralized online community acting anonymously in a coordinated manner, usually towards a loosely self-agreed goal, and primarily focused on entertainment, beginning with Project Chenology in 2008. Uh, it was basically a series of protests, pranks, and hacks targeting the Church of Scientology. The Anonymous collective became increasingly associated with collaborative hackivism on a number of issues internationally. Individuals claiming to align themselves with Anonymous undertook protests and other actions, including direct action, in retaliation against copyright-focused campaigns by motion picture and recording industry trade associations. So check this out later. Targets of Anonymous actually included government agencies like the U.S., Israel, Tanzania, Uganda, and others. I think uh, most recently, they were attacking Iceland because they've been hunting whales. And come on, don't fucking hunt the whales. Not the whales or the dolphins. Let's leave the fucking big-ass sea creatures alone, please. Jesus Christ. So, they also went after child pornography sites, which uh, was a big thing. Because until then, it was like child porn perverts kind of had free reign. The police were completely overwhelmed and out of their depths with it. So, thankfully, they came along and started helping out with the cops for that. Dozens of people have been arrested for involvement in anonymous cyber attacks in countries including the US and the UK, Australia, the Netherlands, Spain, hell of other ones too. Evaluations of the group's action and effectiveness vary widely. Supporters call them freedom fighters and digital Robin Hoods, while the critics have described them as cyber lynch mobs or cyber terrorists. Oh wow, so scary. In 2012, Time called Anonymous one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Anonymous media profile diminished over the last few years, though. The group has reemerged in 2020 to support the George Floyd protests. This tagline has kind of been attributed to Anonymous, and it goes We are Anonymous. We are Legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. So, I don't know. It's kind of like hard. It depends on what media, I guess, you're reading that, you know, says they're either way. Because they are not a centralized group, you can't just say, you you know, they're different. They're fucking different people, and it's a huge group. It's all kinds of different people. So to try to just describe them as A, B, or C would be incorrect. They're all kinds of people. They're everyone. They're you, me, everybody. It, you, you have no idea who Anonymous is. They could literally be your fucking coworker or your boss. You'd have no idea. So, according to that magazine Wired, Anon lie when they have no reason to lie. They weave vast fabrications as a form of performance. Then they tell the truth at unexpected and unfortunate times. Sometimes destroying themselves in the process. They're unpredictable. A kind of cool way to think about it is like this. Anonymous is a group, in the sense that a flock of birds is a group. How do you know they're in a group? Because they're traveling in the same direction. At any given moment, more birds could join, leave, peel off in another direction entirely. So, yeah, that's pretty much as good as an explanation you're going to get about Anonymous. So, let's move on to the feared and hated and lied about QAnon. Okay, so let me give you Wikipedia's uh, definition of QAnon, and just know it's super biased. But kind of right, (laughs) if that's possible. So here we go. QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory. It alleges that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles is running a global child sex trafficking ring and plotting against U.S. President Donald Trump, who is battling against the cabal. The theory also commonly asserts that Trump is planning a day of reckoning known as, quote unquote, the storm, when thousands of members of the cabal will be arrested. No part of the theory is based on fact. So, okay, right right out of the gate, they start throwing in Pizzagate and uh, 4chan. I mean, what the fuck is a conspiracy theory without 4chan? But check this out. Although preceded, by similar, although preceded by similar viral conspiracy theories such as Pizzagate, the theory proper began with an October 2017 post on the anonymous image board 4chan by quote-unquote Q, who is presumably a single American of an individual. It's now likely Q has become a group of people. Q claimed to be a high-level government official with Q clearance, who has access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. So, NBC, NBC News reported that three people took the original Q post and spread it across multiple media platforms to build an internet following. QAnon was preceded by several similar anonymous 4chan posters, such as FBIAnon, HLInon, which stood for high-level insider, and so on and so forth. Um, Q has accused many liberal Hollywood actors, democratic politicians, and high-ranking officials of being members of this pedophile cabal. So, I know a lot of people hear Pizzagate and they immediately think to news broadcasts where it's just fucking crazy shit going on. But, like I have kind of showed you guys and talked about in the past, the media will latch on to the most fringe of a subject the most crazy radical of a subject it's fucking clickbait it gets people to pay attention and you know and it's easier to discount a whole group of people if you just point out and fucking harp on one super strange or out there idea i guess it just makes it every it makes it easier for everyone just to laugh at that group and discount them now i For the 15th billionth time, I'm going to say it, I am not QAnon. But having said that, I do, some of my beliefs align with them. Like, I'm all for stumping up pedophilia. And I don't know why the media is acting like this is such a terrible thing that QAnon is now using the hashtag Save the Children. I mean, I don't know if they have realized, but since QAnon started using that hashtag, most sex trafficking organizations have received millions of more donations than they had in any other time. So I'm all about that. If they're fucking bringing money into these organizations that desperately need it to, you know, either house sex trafficking victims, to help them out, to do anything they can do, I'm totally behind it. So fuck yeah, guys. Up top on the donations. That's awesome. So one thing that I found right here in this Wikipedia article that basically makes me not believe anything they have to say is this. Check this out. So they're saying the FBI published a report calling QAnon a potential source of domestic terrorism. The first time the agency had so rated a fringe conspiracy theory. Now yours truly, your girl here, Athena, had actually been on the FBI website And there was nothing written like that. Nothing of the sort. They did not call them a fucking terrorist group or a potential terrorist group. It sounds like whoever wrote this article listened to the goddamn media who just kind of says whatever they want to say, regardless of the truth or not. And they just repeated what the media said. And it's so fucking hard to literally just go type into the internet, fucking FBI, and go search that. It never said that. So, I don't know. It just makes me fucking I, it's disgusting how easy bullshit is to spread on the internet and how nobody takes fucking three seconds to try to do any type of research to verify anything on their own so that's all this bullshit gets spread around misinformation and people take it as truth I mean everybody knows that saying you repeat a lie enough it becomes the truth and it's like are people even Concerned with what the truth is or do they just want to hear the fucking craziest thing the news can come up with at this point? So as I always say do your own research. Otherwise, you're not guaranteed to get the facts Let's talk a little bit more about their specific bans in July 2020 Twitter banned thousands of QAnon affiliated accounts and changed its algorithms to reduce the theories spread A Facebook internal analysis reported in August found millions of followers across thousands of groups and pages. Facebook acted later that month to remove and restrict QAnon activity. In October, it said it would ban the conspiracy theory from its platform altogether. Now, does anybody fucking wonder why? Why do they care so much about this conspiracy theory? No one ever explains why they're getting banned. And then the public doesn't seem to fucking have any curiosity on this. Like, really? Do they have something that's so fucking important that it's worth banning? Like, what What are they saying that's so dangerous? Come on, fucking Zuckerberg, let us know. So there have been some instances of crime that people who just happen to be QAnon people have done. And they get arrested. And then the news basically, like, paints it as this is Q making the crime and to me it either sounds like mentally ill people or just some assholes out fucking around and they do something stupid and get arrested and suddenly the media is all over it because it's a QAnon thing. But check this out. On August 12th, 2020, Cecilia Celeste Fulbright was arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in Waco, Texas. Fulbright chased and rammed into another car, whose driver she claimed was a pedophile and had kidnapped a girl for human trafficking. She'd made many posts online relevant to QAnon theory and sent a friend a text message saying that Trump was literally taking down the capal of a pedophile ring. Now, see, somebody actually fucking took the time to write that up and put it in this whole Wikipedia article. It's like, okay, this girl... Probably has something going on. Like, why are you even adding this in there? It just seems like, okay, a random person committed a crime. Let's throw a QAnon thing on it. So, people also blame misinformation on the wildfires on QAnon. A lot of false rumors were on social media saying Antifa activists were setting fires and preparing to loot property that was being evacuated. Some people were even fired over this. I know a fire chief was fired. Um, There was an actual firefighter that was fired over it. I don't believe there was any actual proof that this was like a complete Antifa conspiracy to set fires. But the mainstream media fucking straight up denied that these fires were being set by arsonists. That it was all global warming and climate change, that kind of shit. And they had to kind of backtrack on it when, you know, how fucking easy is it to just go to some sheriff's or whatever county's website and pull up the arrest records. So it kind of just seems to me like the media is on a fucking, I don't know, they just want to bash QAnon, probably because they are supporters of fucking Orange Man Trump. Now, I'll say this, just like I say everything else. I do not like Trump. I do not like politics or politicians, any of that kind of shit. So, to me, I don't care who they support. I don't care what their message is. As long as they're not fucking out there actually hurting people as an organized group, then let them think and do whatever the fuck they want. We're not stopping crazy fucking religious people from going and, you know, spouting their shit online Or even going door to door to knock on people's doors and interrupt their dinners to talk about God's way. Let the QAnon people think whatever they want. They're actually helping the sex trafficking cause. They're not hurting it like the media says. Some media says, oh, they're distracting from the real problem and making it so the general public doesn't understand what sex trafficking and sexual exploitation of children is. Well, I think anybody with fucking more than three brain cells can figure out that a child is more likely to be molested or sexually exploited by somebody they know rather than some fucking high-standing elite official that's in a satanic cabal. I mean, that's kind of fucking common sense. But I don't know, maybe the mainstream media just assumes that most people don't have common sense. I mean, I don't fucking know. At this point, it's a fucking coin toss. But, it is statistically proven that a child is way more at risk from somebody they know than a stranger. So always keep that in mind. So there you have it. Two groups that started on 4chan. Anonymous members stay anonymous usually. And QAnon members, well before this great purge on social media, they were never anonymous. They had no problem announcing who they were most of the time. You know, it's a big group, so I don't want to generalize everyone. So just don't discount people just because, you know, they might think something that's different than you, and it might sound super crazy to you. Just think. Maybe, just maybe, some of your beliefs might sound batshit crazy to another person. I just think the important thing is, with all the differences and all these different groups, people need to find a common ground to fight Pedophiles and child sex trafficking, and just sex trafficking in general, because it's an abomination. It's fucking modern day slavery. It should not be some politicized thing. It is a human problem. It is not a Democrat problem, a Republican problem, a QAnon problem. These are actual people suffering at the hands of human monsters. And I just, I, it should not be cheapened to be some sort of a political problem. And I've actually heard people say, wait till the election's over and then we'll start dealing with the sex trafficking issues as to not hurt their candidate. And it disgusted me. I'm just like, are you fucking serious? Let's wait on it because of an election. Just like, get your fucking priorities together. Nasty asses. So, guys, let's get to a vanishing here. The guy's name is Chad Sager. He's of Asheville, North Carolina. And he was last known to have been in the Black Balsam area of Pisgah National Forest. And that was back on Monday, the 12th. So, I have a picture already up on Instagram. He's a handsome guy. And he's like an experienced hiker. And he just fucking vanished. So... The Haywood County Sheriff's Office said Friday, in a missing person alert, they didn't really provide a description, but they're asking anyone with information about his whereabouts to contact them at 828-452-6600. A little bit about the place he went missing at. So, Pisgah National Forest encompasses roughly 500,000 acres, and it's in western North Carolina. Black Balsam is a heavily trafficked trail off the Blue Ridge Parkway, less than 30 miles from Asheville, and it's widely considered one of the most popular trails in Pisgah. So check this out. This is what actually caught my attention on it because last couple of weeks we were focusing on the 411 or the missing 411 cases. So it's uh, the trail he was at was described as, surrounded by wilderness, this tree-free, quote-unquote bald area, is an easy, family-friendly hike, ideal for picnicking or blueberry picking. Now, one of the things that David Palades said a lot of these vanishings had in common was it was like a blueberry or blackberry, like an area to pick berries, basically, where these people would go missing a lot. And that's just kind of what caught my eye and made me want to, I guess, kind of profile it. This trail that we were just talking about, it does connect to a different trail by the name of Art Loeb. It's a 30-mile trek through rougher terrain that's described as one of the longer and more difficult trails in the state. So it does sound like that's kind of an ass-kicker. But you think they would be able to find him? Um, I mean, obviously, if he, you know, got lost and went off trail... That's, uh, hopefully that's what's happening. And I do hope they find this guy because I'm sure his family is just fucking terrified at this point. Uh, There was actually good news. Let me tell you some awesome news, actually. So a 38-year-old mother named Holly Suzanne Cortier from California decided to go out to Zion National Park and that's in Utah. She went missing October 6th but she was found alive Sunday by search and rescue officials. And that's crazy. I cannot imagine the kind of shit that lady had to go through to survive, but she's a badass bitch and obviously did it. Holly was located within the park after rangers received a tip from a visitor who claimed to have seen her, the National Parks Service said. We are overjoyed that she was found safely today. And that's from her family. Well, obviously. They just wanted to thank all the ragers, all the search teams, and everyone that just relentlessly looked for her night and day and night and day and never gave up hope. I'm telling you, dude, you guys, those search and rescue people, they are so underrated. They do all this shit for free. It's a fucking treacherous job, and they volunteer to do it. So my respect and up tops to all search and rescue throughout the world. You guys got some balls and you're badass. So she is originally from Woodland Hills, California, and she left the park with her family Sunday after being found. Um, I guess apparently she had taken a shuttle into Zion Park on the afternoon of the 6th, but when she didn't return as expected, her daughter Kimberly raised the alarms and the search began. Um, There's not really much out yet about what went on, like where was she all of this time, because that's Quite a long time to be fucking just lost in the forest with no gear it is hella cold at night you guys hella cold and let's just say you have like normal gear for walking and hiking day hiking that's not a lot to protect you I would fucking freeze to death the first night because I am such a pussy when it comes to the cold so up top to that woman that's awesome that search and rescue we're able to find her Alright, so let's get to my awesome weekend. So, hella years ago, it was like probably 20-something years ago and even longer, I had been to uh, Virginia City, that's in Nevada, and it is kind of cool. It was like, when I was there back in the day, it was kind of like a ghost town. There was not much going on. It was just like this really old cemetery, and it had been like a really old, like gold and silver mining town, and... Back in the day when I was there, there was just, like, really nothing. You just went and explored the cemetery, and that was kind of about it. But when I was back there this weekend, it was bumping. Like, there's all these shops there now. It's, like, a total, like, tourist spot. Um, I had gone to meet the boyfriend's parents, and you know how, like, that could be totally nerve-wracking... But they were actually super awesome people down to earth, and uh, I, I loved it. It was cool, and they were, like, super hospitable, and it couldn't have gone better. So I was super stoked about that. I got the, like, greatest little tour of Nevada, and you guys, there's these, like, wild horses that just, like, run around everywhere. And apparently, like, the Bureau of Land Management, like, rounds these horses up, and you can buy them. But a lot of times, people don't want wild-ass horses that they have to break, so they end up dying. It's like a terribly sad situation. I mean, I don't know what the fucking answer is to it. There's, you know, thousands of these just wild horses running around everywhere and trampling property, but, you know, it's like, this has been these horses' properties for hundreds of years, and now houses and all this development is encroaching on the area, so... People are pissed, and they want the horses taken care of. So, if you guys decide you need a horse or something, hey, go check out the ones the Bureau of the Land Management in Nevada gets, because it really sucks that they put these poor horses to sleep. So, I don't know, guys. This whole thing this week on the anonymous QAnon thing, I am kind of going somewhere with it. But you will have to tune in next week to get the further scoop on what's going on with that whole situation. I just have to thank all of the listeners. You guys are awesome. And it's like more and more people find me every week. I I'm Thank you. I'm just fucking... I'm glad you guys listen. I'm glad you guys want to find vanished people and hear me go on rants. <laughs> so... If you guys have any information, you know, you can just uh, send me an email at vanishedinthevalley@gmail.com at or go over to the Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message there, say what's up. If you have information on the cases and you don't want to talk to cops, I will talk to them for you. Just give me the information and I will contact them and leave you out of it. If you have a person that's missing you'd like me to profile, contact me through that email, vanishedinthevalley@gmail.com or the Instagram or Facebook, and we will talk and see what's going on and see what we can do to help you. I think that's about it. So, as always, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Cha-cha. Are you wrong? Yes.